Here is the story of writing for August 27th, 2023. On this day in 1927, a group of five Canadian women asked their federal government if the word persons in Canada's constitution included female persons. Known as the famous five, they specifically wanted to know if women could become senators. So the backstory on this starts when this same question was asked 10 years earlier. Obviously, the elected and appointed members of the Canadian government were all men. And they disregarded the question for most of those 10 years. Then they responded with no. Actually, the lawmakers said it was, quote, impossible. So the famous five did what many women around the world were doing at the time. They got together for tea and drafted a letter to a higher up. Point of fact, Canada's head of state is the king or queen of England. The governor general is the monarch's representative in Canada and has some unique powers. So these women sent their letter to the governor general and asked him to take the person's question to the Canadian Supreme Court, which said no. Undeterred, the famous five appealed the decision and overturned the Supreme Court's ruling, making it possible for women to be appointed to the Canadian Senate. It should not escape anyone's notice that a federal government's position that equality was impossible and the top court's ruling cementing that no was overcome by five women having tea. On August 27, 1928, Germany, France, and the U.S. signed the Kellogg-Briand Pact, which outlawed war. Nearly 10 years after the guns of World War I fell silent, this agreement was an attempt to make good on the description of that conflict as the war to end all wars. It was eventually signed by more than 60 nations. Germany's invasion of Poland 11 years and one week later, effectively starting the Second World War, shows the pact's inefficacy. However, the agreement did create the legal basis for the 1946 Nuremberg and Tokyo Tribunals, which tried and executed the German and Japanese leaders responsible for starting the war. Though the Kellogg-Briand Pact is often derided for having no mechanism of enforcement, similar provisions appear in the Charter of the United Nations. It is the birthday of the man who wrote... We learn from history that we do not learn from history. German philosopher Georg Wilhelm Friedrich Hegel was born on this day in 1770. One of the big questions that Hegel wrestled with was how can free and rational action be possible within the framework of contemporary social institutions? Which is such a great question. I strongly encourage anyone with an interest in this to start digging into Hegel. It's a real journey, though. If you can, start with a buddy. It is also the birthday of the man who wrote, When a man who is drinking neat gin starts talking about his mother, he has passed all argument. English novelist Cecil Smith, better known by his pen name, C.S. Forrester, was born on this day in 1899. A failed physical kept him from joining the British military and fighting in World War I. In World War II, he moved to the U.S. where he wrote Propaganda, aimed at convincing the U.S. to join the Allies in the fight against the Axis powers. Forrester is best known for the Horatio Hornblower series of books and the novel The African Queen. The author, Roald Dahl, credits Forrester for convincing him to write his first short story. 
and it is the birthday in 1937 of American musician Alice Coltrane. She was an accomplished pianist and one of only a few jazz instrumentalists who played the harp. Her interest in spirituality influenced her music and the music of her husband, jazz legend John Coltrane. And that influence extended to the landmark recording, A Love Supreme. After his death, Alice struggled with his loss, but also incorporated her feelings into what she called spiritual jazz. In the decade following John's death, Alice produced 13 full-length records. Today's reading is an excerpt from The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald. He smiled understandingly, much more than understandingly. It was one of those rare smiles with a quality of eternal reassurance in it that you may come across four or five times in life. It faced, or seemed to face, the whole eternal world for an instant, and then concentrated on you with an irresistible prejudice in your favor. It understood you just as far as you wanted to be understood, believed in you as you would like to believe in yourself, and assured you that it had precisely the impression of you that, at your best, you hoped to convey. And that is the story of writing for August 27th. Thanks for listening.